0: Jesus is right here this morning. I want to be excited about the presence of Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. Without much ado, we we'll go straight into the world. As we're all aware, that today is Palm Sunday, so I'll be ministering along that line. And the message that God has placed in my spirit for you and for myself is jesus the sovereign king in you jesus the sovereign king in you sovereign means supreme ruler so jesus is the supreme ruler in you if jesus is the supreme ruler in you guess what you are the subject that means you come under the rulership of Jesus Himself. He's also the ultimate power. Jesus is the ultimate power. There's no other power that is ultimate but Jesus. And Jesus said, He is King, the sovereign King in you. So He is the supreme power, the ultimate power in you. And if Jesus is the ultimate power in you, guess what? No other power, no other power can reign supreme because there's no other supreme power but Jesus. Matthew chapter 21. Now read from verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and at once you will find a donkey tied there which are caught by her. Untie them and bring them to me. I was reading through the Gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's so amazing to see that all of them report on this story in a different form. And that is to show the validity of the Bible. That's to show that this event actually happened. That it's not just a fiction, but it actually happened. Jesus rode into the city of Jerusalem. And the Bible says that he sent two of his disciples. The two disciples here could represent angels. It could represent perfect laborer. My message this morning is for different category of people. For the unsaved and for those who are saved already who do not know about the supremacy of Christ living in the inside of them. The worst case scenario is for you to live on the surface of the earth, knowing fully well that Jesus reigns supreme in your life, but you do not even submit completely to him. Jesus is king over his kingdom, but we are the subjects. So for us to benefit from the treasure that is in the kingdom, we, the subjects, must submit under the rulership of Christ. But the Bible recorded here that two disciples were sent forth to a village where a cot or, or, and a donkey were tied down. And I say unto you that those two disciples could represent angels or the perfect liberator. Some of us who are seated here, we are saved by the blood of Jesus. At a time in our life when we do not know our left from our right. When we are in darkness, someone came to you to preach the gospel of Jesus, share the gospel of Christ with you. And your eyes were open and you could recognize the importance of life. Those are the perfect liberals. Many received so many, soul winning messages. But one day it clicked because God sent a perfect liberal to them for every perfect laborer that is sent to you they are being motivated by an angel an angel is in control of their move so those disciples could be the angel of the lord and the bible says that this donkey was tied down that's likened to us before we gave our life to christ we were tied down the village where the donkey was tied down represent the world we were formerly in the world and we follow the laws of the world we follow the rulers of the prince of the air whatever the world dictates to us is what we do in john first john chapter 2 verse 15 to 17 he said, do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. What is in the world? For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh is in the world. The lust of the eye, the pride of life, comes from the world. It does not come from the Father, but it comes from the world. And the world and its desire will pass away. For whoever does the will of God lives forever. Some of us were formerly in the world. The lust of the world, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life was our ways of life. And there could be people in this house, in this assembly this morning, who the lust of the world have taken you over. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. You are there to serve the world. The world has nothing to offer, nothing good to offer, but for selfish means, craving of the flesh, evil desires. Similar to that in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 1, it says, As as for you, you were dead in your transgressions, and sin, which you used to live when you follow the ways of this world. The ways of this world are the cravings of the flesh. The ways of this world is the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. When anyone is proud and they say I don't need God, Because I'm comfortable around me. There are things around me that place me in a comfort zone. So I don't really know God. You've experienced when you go on evangelism and people are telling you that I don't need God. God is not for me. Jesus is not for me. It's meant for the poor. I'm not poor. I'm rich. I'm comfortable. Anything I want, I get so i'm not poor i don't need jesus jesus is meant for poor people but that's not the case the bible says they follow the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air so if you are not in Jesus' kingdom you are also ruled by another kingdom and it's the kingdom of the prince of the air and guess who is the prince who is the king of the air satan himself So you cannot belong to two kingdoms. It's either you belong to the kingdom of Christ, or you belong to the kingdom of the power of the air, where Satan is the governor. And the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So the spirit is still at work. When you go out there and people are saying they don't need Christ, they don't need Jesus, then... The spirit that works in the, dis- in the heart of the disobedient is still at work within them. So they are blind to the spiritual. They are blind to the spiritual. Verse 3 says, All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following the desires and thoughts. So we think like them, we reason like them, we reason like the world when you come to Christ there is a language that the kingdom of God speaks when you begin to speak the language of the world then you can determine what kingdom you belong like the rest we were by nature deserving of wrath but because of his great love for us God who is rich in mercy made us alive with christ even when we were dead in transgression it is by grace that we are saved so we thank god that jesus has come and he has given his life laid down his life for us that whosoever believed in him will not perish but have everlasting life so those two disciples they went to the court and they went to untie the court when we are not safe we are under bondage we are tied down we are tied down but when the angel of the lord is being sent to untie when jesus sent his angels which are those two disciples to untie then there's no one the bible says that even the innkeeper, who were the owner of the donkey could not even resist the word and the instruction of jesus And that's to confirm the book of John, chapter 8, verse 31. He said, Whosoever the Son set free is free indeed. Said to the Jews who have believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If we look On that scripture, carefully, he said to the Jews who have believed in him, It's not just salvation that will set you free. It's the truth that you know. Jesus is the truth that you receive. But when you are saved, it is not a bus stop for you. There is still more work to be done. If you do not continue in the teaching, then you will not know the truth in the teaching And then the truth that you don't know will keep you in bondage. Look at that scripture. To the Jews who have believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, what are the teachings? The teaching that Jesus teaches. It teaches them so many teachings. And that is why when you come to this house, this house is a teaching house where it taught you in the bible school how many of us found it even difficult to even attend bible schools in this church we teach you the whole bible so if you are not present in the bible school and you do not take the teaching home like Berean christians and search the scripture intently to see what is in it then you will not be able to know the truth a lot of people are locked up in many places that they are not teaching them the truth. And because the truth is not being taught, they are in bondage. So it is the truth that you know, the word of God that you know, that is the truth that will set you free. Being born again and enjoying Jesus, the comfort that Jesus gave, is not just enough. There's work to be done. Jesus said, If you obey my teaching, hold on to my teaching, then you are really my disciples. So it's not just every born again believer that is a disciple of Christ, but the one that hold on to the teaching of Christ and continue in it and do it are the disciples of Christ. And those are the ones that will know the truth and the truth will set them free. So when Jesus sent those disciples to go and untie the donkey, is to untie the donkey from bondage untie the donkey from someone who has not been free God wants to set us free and the Bible recorded that when they now brought the courts to Jesus verse 3 He said, if anyone answered to you or say anything to you say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away so when Jesus set you free he sent you free for a purpose when Jesus saved you he set you he saved you for a reason it did not save you to just one benches he did not just save you to have just a joy oh I am saved and you are telling everybody you are saved but you are not witnessing to them Jesus set you free for a reason And why is the reason? In in Ephesians 2 chapter 10, it says, For you are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So Jesus saved us to do good works. If apostle is not doing good works today, I don't think I will be seeing all the faces that we are seeing. If when Jesus called Apostle and he just stayed in Nigeria, and he's just thinking that, well, the church will have to come to where he is. No. There is a sacrifice that needs to be made. There is a price for him to pay. And it's because of the price he paid, This is the product of the price. That is why we are all gathered here. What have you done since Jesus saved you? What have you done with Christ? Not for Christ, but with Christ. Because we cannot walk alone. The Bible says we should walk out our salvation with fear and trembling. But it did not stop there. Because you can say, oh, but God said I should walk out my salvation. The, the, the following verse said, because it is him who walk in us to will... And to do of his own good pleasure it is a joint venture you cannot walk on your own and that is why when Jesus rode on this donkey he did not just leave the donkey to go on his own he rode on the donkey so if Jesus rides on us if Jesus do not ride on you you cannot of function so we are here to perform a duty we have a duty to perform. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 9 says, For we are co-workers in God's service. We are co-workers. So gee, we are in partnership with Jesus. We are in partnership with God. Ever since you have been saved, can you say that you are in partnership with Jesus? Can you say you are in partnership with God? Can you say that you and God have been walking hand in hand? Then show me the faith. Yes, your faith is that you believe in Christ. Then show me your work. Faith and work goes hand in hand. You are God's field. God's building. By the grace God has given me, I lay the foundation, Paul is speaking, as a wise builder. And someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is. Because the day will bring it to life. It will be revealed with fire. This is talking about the quality of each work. Some of us work, but what is the quality? God demands quality work from us. He demands excellence from us. Nothing less than excellence. Because Jesus is excellent, the excellence that God gave to us. So every work he demands from us, he demands us to walk excellently well. And what is the excellence? The Bible says that you should serve God or love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. That means that you should be available for God, no excuse whatsoever. When work is there, you run with it and you run forward to work. He said, Their work will be shown for what it is. Because the day we bring it to light, it will reveal with fire. So every work will be tested one day. The quality of your work, the motive behind the work that you do, will be tested one day. It will be tested with fire. And the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what he has built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burnt up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet we will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flame. We will know that when we get to heaven. But the Bible says that our work will be tested. That means there's a work to be done. You are not saved to be idle. You are not saved to just enjoy the glamour of the kingdom. 2nd Corinthians 5, 10 says, we will all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one of us may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. So we are being saved for a reason. And one day we will present our works before God. We will present our works before God. Going back to the text in Matthew 21, Verse 4 said this, this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and a court, the fowl of a king, of a donkey. We can see how Jesus fulfilled prophecy. We ought to fulfill prophecy. Our life is a fulfillment to what has already been written. Are you fulfilling what God has already spoken about you? Verse 6 says, The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed. They brought the donkey with the colt and placed their clock on them for Jesus to sit on. So this donkey that was tied down has now become someone that Jesus is riding upon. Is Jesus riding upon your life today when Jesus rode upon the donkey the donkey was honored the donkey was decorated with glory the donkey was dignified because he was no longer the donkey that was tied down but he was a donkey glorifying donkey So when Jesus enters into our life, the reason why we are glorified, honored, and people respect us, and we are dignified, and we are loved, and we, everyone just enjoy the treasure and the grace that is in us, is because Jesus is riding on us. So if you allow Jesus to ride on you, Jesus will use you as he used this donkey. This donkey was a privileged donkey. So for those of us who are safe, we are privileged. It's not something for us to be, to be proud about. Because if Jesus did not ride upon this donkey, no one would dare recognize the donkey to lay there, to put their garments for him to tread upon. He wasn't walking on ground. He was walking on cloth of the women, walking on the palm trees. So are you. When Jesus rides on you, when Jesus is the supreme king over your life, he brings honor to your life. He brings glory to your life. He brings comfort to your life. No one will, ever, will Jesus ever ride upon and their life remain the same. If you have been someone who have been shy before, you will be bold. If you have been someone who have been given excuses before, you will be courageous. And you'll be willing to walk for the Lord because Jesus rides on you. Said, and a very large crowd spread their clock on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And he said, the crowd then went ahead of him, and those that followed shouted, Jesus has anointed you. Jesus has empowered you. And God wants you to use that power to benefit the life of others. Boils down to what Apostle have been ministering to us about the service. God has called us to service. And one of the things that hit me most when Apostle was ministering to us is the fact that even though we were saved by grace, but the works that we do is the one that will give us reward. And it confirms what is written in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10. That every one of us, we will appear before the judgment seat of Christ one day. And we will give account of everything that we have done in our body, in a bodily form. Whether good or bad. So it's the work that we do that we bring reward. Not just because we are safe. You're safe, but you are safe to do good works. So it is your work... So I want to ask you this morning, what is the work, what is the work that you will present before the Father? What work are you doing? Is your work isolated for yourself or are you using it for the benefit of the brethren? Are you using it to serve mankind? You are not saved to be an island no one can survive to be in an island you are saved for the benefit and the uplifting of others because there is a grace in you that if it does not manifest other graces will not come up let's say for instance apostle manifests then all the pastors spring up. The elders spring up. The deaconess spring up. The singers spring up. And all other groups that we have in the church spring forth. Because why? A man and a woman dare to recognize the grace of God upon their life. Are you putting your grace under the bushel, Or is your light shining forth? In the book of John chapter 9, verse 4. he says, I walk... As long as it is day, and this is the scripture the Apostle gave us to deliberate and sleep over last week. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent us. Night is coming. What is the night? Death. Death. We can only do the work while we are alive. A dead person cannot wake up from the grave and said oh i should have done this it's too late night is coming when no one will be able to walk i don't know what work god has committed into your hands i don't know what assignment god has committed into your hands but you are not alone jesus is riding on you and if jesus will ride on you he will glorify you if Jesus rides on you, you will, exce- you will use his strength, not your strength. Bible Bible say we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So when Jesus ride on you like he rode on the donkey, he will give you the strength to do the work. And when he gives you the strength to do the work, he will glorify you. Because whoever he calls, he glorifies and he justifies. But one lesson we need to learn is that we should not take the glory for ourselves. When Jesus rides on you and he begins to walk through you, you don't claim the glory for yourself. Don't say it's because of me that is why the blind eye is open. Because of me, this is why this person is saved. No, it's because of Jesus in you. Take Jesus out of a man. That man is a non-entity. Insignificant. So Jesus wants to ride on you. Jesus wants to glorify you. Jesus wants to exalt you. Jesus wants to place you in a position of honor, in a position of dignity. But you need to avail yourself for Jesus to ride on you. It was written that this this donkey never returned back to the owner and so as children of god once we are saved we are locked in we are locked up in christ we can no longer go back to the world we can no longer go back into our vomit a dog returning back to their vomit you can no longer once you are set free you are set free for christ you are set free indeed you are set free to walk the walk that god has given you greater works you are set free. So God do not want us to go back into our vomit or our old ways. The old ways is no longer in existence. Because a person who was the owner of this court, ceases from being the owner. So in other words, Satan sees his authority over a man once they come back to Christ. But Jesus wants you to fellowship with him. The only way you can enjoy the glamour of Christ when he rises on you is when you fellowship with him, when you commune with him, when you have him as a personal savior and king over your life. When Jesus reigns supreme over your life, then you will claim, you will have the authority, you will have the authority to stand firm in the faith. Amen. And the Bible says that they began to sing, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was dead and asked, who is this? The crowd answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee but when we went when he went into the temple after the triumphant entry he went into the temple and he said in verse 12 Jesus entered the temple court and drove out all who are buying and selling there the Bible says our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost what is it that is buying and selling in your life what are the things that are buying and selling in the temple of God this was an external buying and selling, but we want to relate it to our own lives as a temple of God. God wants to occupy his own temple. He doesn't need any other extra visitor in his temple. Jesus alone can handle his temple, and Jesus alone wants to be glorified in his temple. And that is why the Bible says that God is a jealous God. The Lord jealous over us. And he doesn't want any other occupants to occupy his temple. What are the things that are buying and selling in your life? When you leave the sanctuary of God today and you go to your own respective homes, what are the things that catch your attention? What are the things that you spend your time doing? What are the things? Do you go from here to meditate on the word that you receive? Do you go from here and see, how can I benefit the life of my brethren? How can I be a blessing? The Bible recorded of Abraham, when God was telling Abraham, he said, Abraham, I will bless you, and you will become a blessing. So when God blesses you, it is for you to be a blessing, not for you to hold the blessing to yourself. When you hold the blessing to yourself, guess what? There is still more higher blessing for you to receive, but you will not be able to see it. So God bless you to be a blessing. God, God wants us to live our daily life for Him. And that is why, on a daily basis, we need to ask ourselves and examine ourselves. What I'm doing currently is it bringing glory to you or is it bringing glory to self or is it bringing glory to man If it's bringing glory to man then that is how you need to clean up your temple If it's bringing glory to self you need to clean up the temple But if it's bringing glory to God then, indeed, your body is the temple of God, and God will be able to glorify himself in your life. He said he overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. That's what Jesus can do. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. What kind of house? Are you remember that the scripture we read in First Corinthians chapter three? It said you are God's building. What kind of building is it? What are you building in that house? God has given us what He wants His house to be. He said His house will be called a house of prayer. Take for instance this house that we are this large house that we have is a house for prayer it's not a house for gossiping it's not a house for chitty-chatting it's a house where you reverence when you reverence that god is in the midst of his people and is in this house then he will cost you your conduct in the house of god So likewise, our body is also a spiritual house. The Bible says we are a spiritual house. We are a a spiritual priest built up into a spiritual house to offer spiritual sacrifices unto God. So we are spirit being and we are being built into a spiritual house to offer spiritual sacrifice. What sort of sacrifices are you offering to God? What sort of sacrifices are you offering to God? If you are caught up on a corner and they squeeze you out, what comes out? What comes out is what you put in. Anything you put in is what comes out. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what do you feed on? Is how shall we call a house of prayer? You should spend your time studying the word. You should spend your time meditating on the word. You should spend your time having fellowship and communion with God. You should spend your time having an intimate relationship with God. Those are the kind of relationships that God desires. A relationship that says, God, I can do nothing without you. a a relationship that acknowledges god a relationship that put god first in everything you do a relationship that when you catch up with your sister and your brother and you say certain words before you say it you are like meditating in your mind what i'm about to say is it going to bring Glory to this person? Is he going to minister grace to this person? Is he going to be a salt to this person? Is he going to be a light in this, to this person? Is he going to build this person up or demoralize or discourage this person? When you do that, then you are a temple of God. When you do that, then your house is a house of prayer. When God says his house will be a house of prayer, what he's talking about is that the house of God should be a spiritual shrine for God. So you are a spiritual shrine. You are a spiritual shrine. Your house, your body should be an altar of God. You should be a church yourself. You don't wait until you come here and then the congregation, the whole house is filled up, then you have church. You can have church all by yourself. In your home, you can have church all by yourself because you are searching yourself every single day and guess what if you are someone who examine themselves on a regular basis just because you want to please the master god will make sure that anything that you do that is contrary to his will he wants you immediately when you begin to feel a, a sort of discomfort within you will know that the holy spirit is not comfortable in this house because the house of God is a house of prayer, spiritual house, a spiritual shrine for God. So God wants you to respect this body. This body does not belong to you. He said we are not ourselves, but we are God. So we are God's building. God wants to drive out everything that is buying and selling in you. Every bitterness in you, every anger in you malice in you these are things that are buying and selling you don't need to be a trader but some people are trading on fleshy stuff ungodly stuff things that will not bring glory to the King that will not allow Jesus to ride on you allow Jesus to ride on you when Jesus rides on you it changes your mindset it changes your thoughts it changes your speech it changes your world it changes your lifestyle things that are normal to people will not be normal to you in fact they will call you abnormal but it's good it's okay for you to be abnormal when it comes to God it's good abnormal in the things of God why is he abnormal because it's not the normal strength we are not supposed to be the normal strength we are special the Bible says we are royal priesthood, holy nation, peculiar people. People that have been called out of darkness, so you cannot afford to live a life like in darkness. Jesus is the light. He said, "As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world." And guess what? He said that you are the light of the world. A city set upon a hill that can never be hidden. So you cannot be hidden because your light needs to shine forth. But what we make your light to shine for is if the maker Jesus is riding on you. If you allow Jesus to ride on you, he glorifies you. He beautifies you. He makes you fresh and flourish. He makes your heart be at peace without any trouble. Even though you are facing trials, but you can draw peace from him. Because Jesus rides on you so i can ask the question today now who is your rider who is your rider if jesus is your rider then welcome to a place of glory welcome to a lifestyle of dignity welcome to a lifestyle of holiness truth power And welcome to the life of favor. The Bible says he will love the righteous. And with favor, he will surround them as with a shield. As a donkey was favored and loved by all, so will you be loved by all. You will be favored by all. Because Jesus rides on you. Shall we stand up to our feet this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah Hallelujah I want us to sing this song I don't know if I can get the choir to come up Before I do the prayers I want us to sing this song And we're going to sing it prayerfully It's in me Sovereign Lord, rain in me I don't know if you will know the song. Reign in me, Sovereign Lord, reign in me. You will, you will know it. Rain in me. Okay, on that key, yes. Sovereign Lord, reign in me. I want us to sing it prayerfully. It's a prayer. You want me to start it? 103 verse 19 says the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. We're going to ask God to reign in our life this morning, to reign in our home this morning, to reign in our matrimony this morning, to reign in our family this morning. To reign in our children's lives this morning. To reign in our walk this morning. To reign in our businesses this morning. To reign in our community this morning. To reign in our nation this morning. Lift up your voice and begin to
1: pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask Sovereign Lord that you will reign in our lives this morning. You are our Sovereign King. We ask that you will reign in our lives this morning. Reign in our home this morning. Reign in our family this morning. Reign in our matrimonial home this morning. Reign, oh God, among our children this morning. Reign in our work this morning. Reign in our businesses this morning. Reign in our community this morning. Reign in Woolwich this morning. Reign in the borough of Greenwich this morning. Reign in our community morning. Reign in our nation united kingdom this morning. Sovereign Lord we ask that you will reign supreme. Captivate our hearts O God. Let your kingdom come into our hearts O God. Establish your kingdom in our lives. Establish your kingdom in our home. Establish your kingdom in our children's life. Establish your kingdom in our family. Name, we are prayed. All head bowed and
0: all eyes closed. We've been talking about Jesus riding upon the donkey. It is Jesus that rides upon every believer this morning. Maybe there are some in the house who you know that Jesus is not riding on you. And your life has been full of mysteries, your life is a struggle. Your life is, every day, you cannot even account of what you have done with your life. Full of sorrow. Full of depression and distress. When Jesus rides upon a man, sorrow is gone. Distress is nowhere to be found. There is joy everlasting that Jesus gives when you ride upon a man. so today is your hour of liberty it's your hour of freedom it is for freedom that christ has set us free no longer to be subject to a yoke of slavery when jesus ride upon your life as the donkey was set free so shall you be set free so if you want to enjoy the freedom that jesus gives and it can only come through jesus no other being can give you the freedom money cannot give you the freedom fame cannot give you the freedom prestige in life will not give you the freedom but jesus can and jesus is here this morning just to set you free So if you are here today and you want to be free, I want you to raise up your hands. I can see that hand. I can see those hands. If you want to be totally free, you don't want your life to be a struggle any longer. Lift up your right hand. Lift up that right hand. Let it remain up, up, up. Hallelujah. Okay, so I want you to lay your hands on your chest. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, because freedom only comes through Christ. You are the one that gives liberty. You are the one who breaks the chain of slavery. It is you, Lord God, that says that if a man turns to the Lord, the veil is removed and we with unveiled face to behold the glory of god and we have been transformed into ever increasing glory as a donkey was glorified oh god the, the, in that day when jesus rode on the donkey so lord god will lift up all these ones before you jesus you see their hands you know their hearts you see their struggle Because they have humbled themselves, oh God, before you, Lord God, this morning. And they have turned unto you, Lord God, with a heart of meekness. Father God, I pray that you will set them free, Father God, this morning. Put an end to their struggle this morning. Put an end to their struggle this morning. Put an end to their sorrow this morning. Put an end to their their dismay this morning an end to their despair this morning. Father, I pray, in exchange, O oh God, for sorrow, give them joy. Give them peace. Let confusion be done away with. Father, align them, O oh God, on the road of salvation. Let them be totally saved. Let them be totally delivered. In the name of Jesus, manifest your freedom in their life. Manifest your grace in their soul. Enable them to encounter Jesus. And let their life not remain the same Let the power of God break them forth In the name of Jesus Father let the unction of heaven release upon them Right now in the name of Jesus Because they have turned unto you God of heaven Lift up the light of your countenance upon them And grant them divine favor The favor that the donkey receives, Lord let it come upon them Let them receive the favor of the Lord Let them be glorified Let them be justified let them be esteemed high let them be empowered in the name of Jesus Jesus ride upon these ones today ride upon them today in the name of Jesus I want those of you who are giving your life to Christ this morning to say this after me Lord I come to you today forgive me of all my sins I confess with my mouth Jesus you are my Lord And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart today. Fill me up with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Father God, because they have confessed you as Lord over their life, I declare that they are saved in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, because no longer will they go back into their old ways. Father God, I pray that you will take them on this new journey of salvation. Father, I pray that, God, they will continue in the teaching of the Lord. And, Lord God, they will hold fast to your teaching. And we pray that they will know your truth and the truth will set them free. They will enjoy the freedom that Jesus gives to them. Thank you because they are free. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. If you are here and you are sick, I want you to lay your hands on where it hurts and if it's a place that you cannot lay your hands, just lay your hands on your chest Father, we thank you because your word says we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover we thank you because it's only Jesus that can heal and it's only Jesus that can deliver it is only Jesus that can transform circumstances for good, and so Father God, I pray for everyone that is sick, at the sound of my voice, I declare that they are made whole, Father God the word says that Jesus was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement that made us whole was upon him. And by his stripes, we were healed. So right now, I invoke the healing power of God into their bodies. I invoke the healing power of God into their minds. Into their organs. Into their kidneys. I release the healing power of God. Liver be healed in Jesus' name. Heart condition be healed in Jesus' name. Arthritis be healed in Jesus' name. Lost man counts be healed in Jesus' name. Every barren womb be open for conception in the name of Jesus. I command eye blood pressure, cease in Jesus' name. Every eye cholesterol, I command it to be regulated. I command, oh God, eye, blood, eye sugar levels to be regulated in Jesus' name. Diabetes be gone in Jesus' name. Stroke symptoms, be healed in Jesus' name. Central nervous system, be healed in Jesus' name. Father God, from the crown of the head of your children, the sound of their feet, I declare soundness in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, O oh God, that no evil plague will come near our dwelling. For you are the Lord God that healed us. Every plague that comes from the pit of hell, I eradicate you from their bodies in Jesus' name. You said in your word, the Lord, the, 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 the stranger shall be weary. They will run out of their aberration. You said every tree that my heavenly Father has not planted shall be uprooted. So Father, as you drove away everything that is buying and selling in the temple lord these bodies are the temple of the holy ghost everything that content to the blessing of god father right now begin to drive
1: them away begin to drive them away begin to drive them away clean up every temple today clean up every temple today let every temple Jesus' name. Sickness cannot coexist with the temple of God. My God and my King,
0: I pray that Lord let them be free from their infirmity in the name of Jesus. Father God, because we believe your word and we believe the the authority that comes in the name of Jesus. So Father God, we declare that everything of God that we have said no to will never manifest again in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray that your people go home healed, your people go home delivered, your people go home set free in the name of Jesus. Thank you Father God for your healing power that is permanent in our lives. We glorify your name for the testimony that will come thereafter. Thank you my Father God for the strength that you have given us in exchange oh God Father to our lives. We bless and exalt you. To you be glory honor and praise. And so Father God I commit the whole congregation into your hands. This is the week of passion. Passion week. I ask God of heaven that you will refresh our passion for you. I ask oh God I will be passionate for God. I pray that God almighty that will continue to know you and the power of your resurrection let your glory rest upon us. As you rode upon the donkey ride upon us oh God. Let your favor rest upon us. Everywhere we go father God help us to walk shoulder high. Father God that our head will not be bowed down but we will walk oh God father with our head lifted up because we know that the
1: king is riding on us so father god as you use the donkey use us oh god father god